Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hi, friends. I hope you are all super amazing. I am joined today by the amazing Nathan Barr. How are you, Nathan? Good, Beck. Good to be with you on the podcast. I don't think we've done one together for a little while, right? I remember sitting in Vietnam chatting to you maybe, so that was the last time. That was quite a while ago now. So good to be back chatting to you. We've had guests on, we've had you and Manda, we've had me and Manda, but good to be back with you. Yes, super excited and super pumped about today's topic because it's something we're getting asked a lot about at the moment. So it's kind of our change over time if you're listening in real time where everyone's putting their timetables together and their pricing structures and we're always getting asked what to charge and who better to ask than the expert of numbers, definitely not me guys, Nathan. So we thought we'd um, jam on that today and I'm super excited to talk to you about it all. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, you know, like, I know there's so many reasons that we run our dance studios and because of our love of dance and wanting to share that with our students and because of the amazing dance journey that we've had ourselves and all those things. But at the end of the day, to be able to have as long a journey as possible in that, we need to be making money. And our biggest profit center, without a doubt, by far, is our um, weekly classes. So it's super important that we get that pricing right. Yeah, agreed. And as you know, Nath, I used to be pretty bad at this and kind of just plucked any number I felt like out of the air or perhaps just did what was always done in the past without actually thinking about all of the things. Um, So I guess what would your first tip be for studio owners who kind of were like me and just went, oh, I think I'll just charge, yeah, $10 a lesson sounds good. Let's just do that because that was me. Amazing. So yeah, my first tip is, and look, it's something that I say over and over again, but it is know your numbers. It's so important around, this is like, like I said, this is the key thing within our studios, generating our revenue from our main profit center. So it's so important with that to know our numbers. And I guess probably the the biggest factor around it is number one, knowing your expenses. And it's something that we go through with our um, tribe and um, particularly Studio Growth Club members, um, going through those major expenses and knowing exactly how much it costs you to put a class on and obviously like it's a, it's a pretty complicated um, calculation but it's getting all of those you know your rent your electricity your admin wages all those sort of expenses that go towards you being able to open the doors to put on a class how much does that actually cost you and when we sit down often with studio owners and do it it, it absolutely shocks them um, as a bit of a, a gauge i've seen it everywhere from sixty dollars per class, anywhere up to $120 per class. So it's a big range. Um, And obviously like massive differences between regional studios and inner city studios and those sorts of things um, for rents and teachers and and those main expenses. But knowing how much it costs you to open open the doors for those classes, then really lets you think, okay, so like what's a typical class? Like how many students would I have in that? Okay, so if I have, if it costs me $80 to put on the class, and if I have 10 students in that class, by the time I add on my teacher's wage, am I actually making money? So like sort of like really digging into your numbers and getting a good handle on your expenses and what they are. And then would a typical class make you or lose you money is sort of the, the roundabout and, and simplified way of looking at it, but definitely a key thing to start with, right? 
Oh, I love that so much. And, you know, I just used to work out, well, the teacher costs $40 for the hour. That's it. I didn't ever think about all those other things that you just talked about and breaking them down into classes as well and dividing them up because you just don't think about that unless you're Nathan, who always thinks about that stuff. Um, but it's just such a game changer, right? Don't we all right? think about numbers? Is that not? Oh, for uh, sure. And it's just, like I said, it's, <laughs> it's not about getting too, um, yeah, we don't need to get too bogged down in numbers. We don't need to get caught in the weeds. Obviously, um, I completely understand. I am one of those weirdos that loves numbers. But I understand that most people didn't open a dance studio because of their love of all the numbers it's because of their love of dance um so that's why whenever we're whenever i'm talking with studio owners about it um it's broken down in a way that is um, accessible easy to understand and put into the context of the dance studio um but to make sure that we're yeah, getting that number right to be able to knowing those expenses um to be able to make sure that we're charging the right amount for our class is definitely the first tip and the first thing that we need to look at doing Right. I love that. And what about like other dance studios around us or other activities around us? Should we be then looking at that or do you think that's not really that important? No, I think it's important. I think it's something we don't need to get obsessed about, but I think you hit the nail on the head there with it's super important not just to think about dance classes and other dance studios. It's important to know our place within the market, but also other kids' activities, because that's what we're competing against as well, right? We're competing against the, the little kickers, the rugby tots, all, especially within our preschool market, that's super saturated, right? So it's important to understand how much those other activities cost. And like I said, not definitely not being obsessed by it, but knowing your local market and most importantly, I think, knowing your place and being self-aware about your place within that local market. So if you're um, the, the high-end comp studio that has is getting all the top choreographers in all the time for everything, I think if you're knowing you're positioning yourself there in the market, it's okay that you're positioning your prices a little bit more because right. you, you've got those higher overheads and those higher expenses. Um, and wherever you sit within that scale, it's important that, like I said, you, you know your market, you know what others are charging because at the end of the day, like it is a market. If you're charging $58 for a class and down the road's charging 15, there's nothing you can do to, to get people to go, oh, no, I just used ridiculous number there, obviously. <laughs> but there's nothing you can do to bridge that sort of gap, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it's usually, usually if it's 2 or $3 here or there, like with Dance Sensations, we knew that on paper we were the most expensive in our area. And sometimes, and I think pause is the same, right? Yeah, we're the exact same. Yep. Yep. And, you know, sometimes people mention it. To be honest, not not very often because we knew our ICA so well. We knew who we were targeting with our marketing um, and they weren't sensitive to price. So we didn't get it that often. But when we did, they would say, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's a bit more expensive than the others. Our answer would simply be, yes, we know that and we're confident that we provide the best value as well. Yes, and I chart. love that. Yeah, it does not, I love that. Yeah. We did the Without exact same and, so I, think and I, I think it's really important for um, – studio owners to be brave enough to say that if they know that they've got the best quality, if they know that they're delivering the best customer service, it's, you know, you can, if you can justify why, I mean, I know when I go to a most expensive restaurant, I know why I'm going to that expensive restaurant and why they're charging more than McDonald's. You know what I mean? So it's like, you've got to be confident in what you're doing. And you've also, I guess, got to know your place in the marketplace. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Like you said, it, it's, 
It's that thing that people, especially if your customer service is above and beyond, that shines through straight off the bat. If you're charging a bit more than the other place they've inquired, but your customer service and getting back to them, getting them the information and all those has been far superior, then it's super easy to justify and for the customer to justify that extra 2 to $3 per class, right? Yep, totally agree. All right. I love that so much, Nathan. Now, how do you know when is the right time to raise your prices? Because everything's going up at the moment, right? Like it's it's the talk of the town. Everything's getting higher. Everyone's rent's increasing. Gosh, one of our SGC members, their rent is increasing 84%. That is crazy. Um, But I think everything's going up. Do we justify it that way? Is that a good way to justify things going up or should we be thinking about it in a different way? No, I think it's perfect. It's it's cloud cover, right? Like inflation's everywhere. It's all over the news. It's all over everything. Everybody knows that the cost of living um, is going up. And yes, we need to be empathetic to that situation, of course, but it also means our cost is going up. If everything's going up, that means everything that we're doing is going up as well. So we need to uh, um, increase our prices accordingly. So I think, you know, if you're thinking about it for next year and you haven't already got your prices out, I think it's the perfect time to do that little price bump. Um, and in terms of like, we didn't used to do it every single year. We'd do a, a price increase every two years was yeah. generally how we did it. Um, and again, we, I would go in and obviously nerd out a bit on the numbers, make sure I got everything right around it. Um, but I think every year you, you run into the problem what I think it's some, like you're going to get too, too high at some point. <laughs> so we just found every two years was sort of that little sweet spot. Um, and like I said, I, I think if you're, we always talk to people like I understand people being like worried about raising their prices. It's something that we always come across with our SGC members, right? Everybody like worries and frets and like thinks about all the nasty mean things that somebody's going to say if they put that class up 50 cents or like, and then you do it. And I've never, ever heard somebody say, Oh, I put my prices up and got a huge backlash and everybody left because that's the fear, but we've never, ever, seen that happen right yeah i was just gonna say and as you know it's always that one or two loud parents that are definitely the ones we know they're gonna winch they're gonna winch whether you put them up they're gonna winch because their kid was whatever but you know they're the ones that we listen to but it's always just one or two right it's never really like you said a mass exodus of the studio no the absolute worst thing that we know from all the clients that we've helped in the past do it the absolute, and I haven't even seen it to this extreme, but the absolute extreme that I think you'd ever see is that, yes, a few people would leave and you'd make the exact same amount of money anyway. Yeah, 100%, 100%. All right, and what do you think about now, this is something that we always get asked as well and always kind of just does our head in a bit with clients is all the different discounts that you can get and how crazy those discounts are and you've got a family discount and a I don't know what else is there. A five percent if you pay your fees off up front, and then a ten percent if you do this, and you know, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Some sometimes we discount ourselves into oblivion as dance studio owners. And look, I understand it's a necessary evil. Um, and look, we always had a discounting structure as well. Um, however, we had one type of discounting structure. It was like a sliding scale. Um, for example, one class a week, seventeen dollars. Two classes a week. $33. So it was that 50 cents discount per class, essentially. And then that sliding scale just continued like 
little bit off each time as they went to three, four, five, six, because there's all the bit we like, I don't need to sit here and explain to dance teachers the benefits of our students taking more classes, right? Um, but we know that if you have just that one set discount, that's enough, right? Yeah. If you then chuck another 10% family discount on it and then chuck another, you know, like you said, 10% for paying on time up, up front or things like that, then it just, you end up leaving so much money on the table. Um, we use Jackrabbit um, for our class management software always at Dance Sensations. And it was always like a really sobering number. Whenever you ran the revenue report in Jackrabbit, it actually showed you exactly how much discounting you had done for that week, month, term, however you bill. Right. And it was a huge number. And that was with, like I said, I, I was comfortable that I thought that we didn't do that big a discounting. And the number, look, would make you cry a little bit if you're honest. <laughs> um, but like I said, that was us with us, just, with us just doing like one simple discounting structure and definitely not like, at the end of the day, like if you ring your bank or your landlord about your rent and say, oh, hey, like I, I've got like 20 sets of siblings in my classes. So um, I give them a 10% discount. Can I get a 10% discount on my rent, please, because of that? No. You're going to get laughed out of the room, right? Yeah. I think as well, people now, especially in our days, they don't want anything more complicated. They just want to know simple what it is. That's the end. That's what I pay and it's done. I feel like things when things get complicated, that is actually why people opt out, not because they're not getting a discount, but because they can't get their head around what you're trying to do. Um, and so it's just too much for them. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. As much as it pains me, people hate doing maths. So <laughs> if they're sitting there, it's, oh, hang on. So it's $17. So $17 for Susie to do one class and then another $53 because Zali's going to do the five class package. But then I get the 20% of, because it's the sibling discount and then 10%. So if I get, do I get 10% for the family? You know, like people don't want to, they opt out, they're gone. Right. Yeah. So crazy. And then like so your poor crazy. admin team trying to explain it to them. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, I just think simplifying it is the key, which is the thing that you made me do, Nate. So I um, wasn't using a great studio software, that's for sure. And uh, my prices were all over the place. You know, we had this price and that price and for different timed classes. And so you said to me two years ago, I think, well, you'd said it to I me for that. a long time, but two years ago, I actually did it. And you said, change everything to 45 minute classes and just have the sliding scale, nothing else. And that has been, oh my gosh, the biggest changer for me, cash flow wise, the biggest changer for me, um, revenue wise, like all the things. And the studio software has made it so easy for me to know my numbers as well. Yeah, it's too often I see dance studio owners trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And they think because we spend every day dealing with our pricing structure, and we think that it's easy. I'm doing air quotes on a podcast, which is pretty useless. But people, we think, or studio owners think that it's easy because, like I said, like you were saying, like, oh, well, no, it's, um, for the 45-minute class, it's this, and then 60-minute class is this, but the five-class package gets this, and then by the time you put the family discount on top of the early pay discount, and then they get, like, almost angry or frustrated that the studio software doesn't do the, this pricing package because they're claiming that it's easy again in my air quotes on the podcast and it's actually really really complicated guys um i've, I've mentioned it multiple times on the podcast that in chatting to a, a guy that was developing studio software for dance studios his developers were used to work at bank of america and they said they never encountered such complex 
um, pricing structures in any part of the Bank of America business as they were trying to get get from dance studio owners, the feedback they were getting there. So like I said, even though I know guys, we think that sometimes our pricing structures are simple and easy, they're really, really hard. And like, uh, yeah, you said that you fought against it too, Beck, and we did too. Like we've been using Jackrabbit for 15 odd years and the first four or five years of it, we were like, no, we have our pricing structure this way. And we, so that, you know, we're going to make Jackrabbit work for us. And so me being the tech nerd I am, did all these weird and wonderful like workarounds and hacks and blah, 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 and got it, you know, made it sort of work. But when you make it sort of work and all these hacks, it's really easy to break. And the minute that we listened, one Jackrabbit tech got, um, let's, let's call it honest with me <laughs> and, and said, just do this. Yeah, just do this. And the, from the second we changed our pricing structure to fit the studio software, our lives changed. It was just, I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, I feel the exact same. And um, I think it's been, yeah, definitely the biggest game changer for us, um, like I said, in in all the ways. So it's definitely worth doing that. Um, and I'm using Jackrabbit Dance as well. It's such an awesome platform. I know there's lots of different platforms out there, um, but definitely yeah. do your research with that, right? And and explore all the things um, because there's always exactly. a better what, option yeah. out there. Yeah, and whichever one you're using, like, reach out like they want to help you, whoever you're using, whether it's Jackrabbit, Class Manager, um, Dance Studio Pro, like whoever it is, they want to help you. And they will suggest like ways to maybe um, edit your pricing structure or to slightly change it to best suit their platform to make your life easier. And what you're gonna do on top of probably making more money is cut your admin time, not it like more than half, like we're talking like three, 400%. It will be absolute game changer for you. I love that. I love that. And I love, um, you know, what we were talking about to start off the podcast today is just knowing your numbers and really starting to do that. We've been talking to our SGC members about having, you know, a day where it's their finance day and they actually sit down for a good hour at least and actually go through their numbers. And we really suggest that you guys do that. It is such a difference. It makes a difference. It makes you Think about your business as a business. And as Nath said, I know that we're all passionate about dance and helping kids and doing all the things, but you are a business at the end of the day, right? Yep, absolutely. And if you're a profitable business and you're making good money, then you're going to be in the industry for a longer time, affecting more amazing dancers all the way into the future. I love that. I love that. So much great advice, Nath. You are always a superstar with this stuff. Thank you so much uh, for listening, everyone. And we can't wait to see you all next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.